Now, uh, Greece has uh, finally negotiated a settlement, but the Troika needs to agree to its uh, proposed reforms today. Can you unpack this a little more for us? Sure. I mean, Sakina, this, this Greece story has been with us for quite some time, and I'm sure you know, the listeners, I wouldn't say there's fatigue, but I'll tell you certainly in the market there's fatigue, because we, we've seen this Greece story, it hasn't gone away, it's causing substantial volatility, and unfortunately, even though we've got this news of a potential deal coming through, I don't foresee this volatility abating any time significantly over the coming months. Now, I'll explain why I say this to you, is that uh, late on Friday evening, they've reached some sort of agreement with the Troika, that's the ECB, the IMF, uh, as, as well as the other the, the other creditors. And specifically, if we, we look at that, uh, what does this say? It means that they get an extension for another four months. Uh, but in order for the Troika to agree to that extension, uh, they've got to actually see a list of reforms concrete reforms by the Greeks in terms of what they propose to actually do in terms of, of meeting the requirements of the original bailout. Now, so far, all of the stories I've seen have said that the reforms put forward by the Greeks are fairly vague, unspecific. Uh, they basically try to outline structural reforms very broadly, but they do not address specific numbers. Uh, and so if that is actually the case, uh, we, we haven't told the end of today before we see whether the Troika agrees to this or not. Uh, if they don't, if they're unhappy with the reforms that Greece has actually put on the table, this potential bailout falls away again. So it's still, I wouldn't say it's a done deal just yet. Uh, I'm still quite hopeful. I don't believe that Greece falls out of the Eurozone just yet. But even if the Troika agree to what Greece has put on the table just yet, remember, this is buying them time in the shorter term. It's buying them another four months. And in four months' time, we're going to have a replay of this entire scenario yet again. The other very interesting dimension of this for me is it means that the very newly elected Greek government is running out of some credibility back home. Uh, remember, they come from a very left-wing ideology and philosophy, uh, and I think they're starting to lose some of their groundswell support because people are saying, well, you're just rebranding what, uh, what you, we, we called austerity. You're rebranding it by a different name. You're not sticking to what you promised us as an electorate. And so there is still a possibility that if they do the deal, it's damned if they do, damned if they don't. If they do the deal, they may still lose some of their base support back home, uh, and that may force a re-election and throw this back this thing all the way back to, to, to stage one. So I don't think the volatility goes away for the next couple of months. Mm. Uh, it's a bit of a sideshow, uh, and it's causing some angst with regards to markets uh, in, to some degree. And just looking at the commodities there, Mohammed, uh, the oil price seems to have stabilized around $60 as supply remains ample. But where do you see this going? Well, it's been an interesting one. I mean, we, we had this pump up to a high of around $62 odd dollars, uh, on print. Uh, the U.S. benchmark, WTI, stays around $50. Uh, supply does remain ample. We recently have just seen uh, the Libyans put one. Uh, so they had a refinery that was out of uh, out of um, commission, and they just put that back on the market. So supply remaining quite ample. And then I saw something this morning as well that says Oman, and this is one of the countries in the Middle East that's sit outside of OPEC. They've just committed to boosting supply of oil to just uh, to around 900-odd thousand barrels a day. Now, that, again, will contribute to this ample supply that we've got. I'm still quite hopeful that we see oil dip back to it below the $60 mark, which seems to be a short-term support level. I think we see back at the lower 50s, and if we're lucky, maybe the upper 40s again. Uh, and that may continue to give consumers some reprieve. But as it stands right now, given the uptick in oil prices, we're very likely to see a petrol price increase as we go into next month in the region of around 60 cents. Uh, it's looking as though it's going to come out of the thereabouts right now. And then, of course, the big story locally this week uh, has to be Minister Nene's budget, Mohammed. 
Undoubtedly. I mean, th- this is a big story this week. I-, I promise you it's going to be keeping me very busy. So we've got a budget breakfast today after the budget. And the market's watching this budget very closely because Minister Nene in the medium-term budget last year, he was very good. He was excellent, in fact. You know, said all the right things. But this is the main budget. This is where he's actually got to deliver. And what the market's going to be looking for, it's a fine balancing act. He's going to have to curtail expenditure quite uh, quite considerably. And at the same time, he's going to have to hike uh, taxes in order to protect his revenue line. Uh, what he does is anyone's guess right now. You know, I, I for a long time have said I favor an increase in VAT because I think it hits the poor the least because you zero rate all of the items that affect the poor and you stop the discretionary spending higher up the value chain. Uh, that being said, I don't think he's going to go for better mm. VAT. It's not politically popular. Uh, and so I think he's probably going to stay away from that right now. We may see some tweaks around the edges insofar as the marginal tax rate goes, insofar as capital gains go. Uh, but let's see where this actually ends up. I mean, we, we do have the outcome of the Dennis Davis tax or the Davis tax commission uh, coming through, and we should see that detail in this budget. And then, obviously, a big focus on what is government going to do. We know they're going to be giving ESCOM uh, roughly around 25-odd uh, billion or 20 billion rand uh, to recapitalize that entity, but the market's going to be looking for where that money is going to come from. So at a knife's edge, Credit ratings agencies are watching. I don't anticipate a downgrade right now. Uh, and I'm certainly quite hopeful around Minister Nene. Uh, but let's see what he can actually deliver. We can update you as, obviously, as the week goes by. Mm-hmm. We'll have the budget and we'll cover that once it's out the way.